Welcome to CanbyCast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is the... Ninth episode. Of our 7th Heaven podcast. Yeah. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. We're almost halfway through. Almost halfway. <laughs> so, only three more, four more episodes until we're halfway through season So we're not one. almost halfway through. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, let's... Uh, it depends on how, who, who, who you ask. <laughs> well, if you're asking me, then no. All right. Well, I didn't ask you. I just made that. Okay. So this episode, first impressions, uh, you know. Um, I thought the pacing of this episode was really weird. Like. How so? Um, without, like, getting, I can't really talk about it without getting into the actual episode. But I felt like um, it took a lot of, like, 90 degree, like, sharp 90 degree turns um, throughout. Yes. I, I agree with that. Um and my, like, second impression was that there was a lot of funny stuff that happened in this episode that I didn't notice the first time through. A lot of kind of, like, asides. So we'll get to that. Yeah, I kind of want to get through our recording of this just so we can get to the end the of end, it. Because yeah, because the most uh, heinous line I think that's been dropped. Thus all, far. Yeah, and in, in the series so far was... Was uttered. Yeah. And, like, Erin missed it the first time around She when she watched it. But we both, we both... Okay, you know what? We'll get to it when we get we, to it. We're getting to... We're hyping it too yeah. much. Um, okay, so we're actually gonna... So I know in the past few episodes we've Broken done... plot by plot. plot yeah. But we're just gonna go through the episode as it... In chronological order. This yeah, time. this is one of those episodes that didn't really lend itself to pulling out plots because there's really only one plot throughout the entire thing. So, um... Well, we start with the cold open uh, that we realize is that Ruthie has the chicken pox. Yes, and Simon is trying. He needs something from their room, and he's trying. Like he doesn't want to get the chicken pox, um, so he's like, I don't know. Uh, hold your breath while I come into the room so that I don't get sick. Uh, and then Ruthie's like, Why don't you hold your breath? Yeah, I mean there was very smart. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I'm sure it was supposed to be a really cute scene between the kids, but it didn't play. It kind of fell flat, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that leads us straight into what the, the action... main action. Yeah, the main action, which is um, Matt and uh, Annie are coming home from somewhere, and uh, the car, like... The stereo breaks, so Annie's like, pull over, and I was like, it's just the stereo, I don't know, you can drive home without... And she's like, oh, it's like a, probably a loose wire, and... They, they pull over, and she, like, leans underneath the dashboard, and while she's doing that, a man comes up to Matt and puts a gun in the window at, pointing at, at Matt, and Annie doesn't realize, and she's still, like, under there having a great time fixing the stereo, and then when she comes back up, she sees the man with the gun, and then her and Matt are just kind of frozen, and the guy is like, give me, well, no, she's like, this is going to be the easiest robbery you've ever done like anything you want you can have and he asks them for their wallets and jewelry and whatever they've got um and matt is kind of like paralyzed by this um so annie's like pulling his wallet like out of his i don't know his like shirt pocket so yeah uh, and then and then the guy reach he he wanted the jewelry and he like reaches into and he's having a hard time like getting the ring like her wedding ring off her finger so he reaches into the car and there's like a very pointed moment where you see that this man has a snake snake tattoo which you know is obviously going to play into the rest of the episode at some point he gets the ring off of her um lots of like distressed breathing going (laughs) on yes it was another one of those episodes where we could hear like every single like side like at a certain point like it's just 
it's like someone's on the porch of the house and people are like putting on their seatbelts in the in the yeah, car. Yeah, you can and you hear, hear the clicks of the seatbelt seat clicks. So this was another one of those ones where they have the <clears throat> like extra noise, just being way too loud. Um. So that's the end of the cold open. Um. And we, after the credits, we go back to the Camden house where uh, we're led to believe. Well. Not let to believe the uh, someone called, the police are there. The police are there. Getting like a, um, this is a return of Sergeant Michaels, and uh, Annie is just giving her description of the man, um, and you know the officers say their usual like we'll be in touch. Yeah, I don't know. we'll try to like I've never been around. Find this guy. Well, I've never had a police report filed, so like I don't know. They're um, so they leave. Yeah, they leave, and then uh, cuts. Oh, I had, like, a question, because um, Annie asked, Annie said thank you for getting there so quickly, and I was like, well, how did they get there so quickly? They didn't have a cell phone. I also have this question, because uh, when the, the guy robbing them takes the keys out of the ignition of the car, so they can't, like, get anywhere, so I don't know how without were, like, cell phone, they were in, like, the middle of nowhere, yeah. so maybe, I don't know, uh, there, there is some, like... Before we get to them sitting in the house, they, they do show the cop car driving to the house, and there's, like, radio, like, chatter. And I'm not sure if you were supposed to pay attention to that or not, because I just thought it was, like, standard, like, the police were called, and this is, like, the dispatch. It was, like, the dispatcher. And I thought I heard something about, like, I don't know, they, like, went found found someone's, like, house. They, like, right. went to someone's house and used their phone. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention, so... But that brings us to... Uh, well, the next scene is... Yeah, uh, is a Lucy, Lucy and Mary scene. So Lucy is standing in front of a mirror wearing a dress that we're supposed to think is inappropriate. I mean... Yeah. I, I mean, it was fine. It was a, it's a dress. But she was, like, standing in front of the mirror and spinning around and, like, you know, just being totally full of herself. Uh, and we find out that she is announced... She's looking for the perfect dress to announce her candidacy for class president. Because uh, she needs to wear something that's going to get people's attention. Yes. Because, and then the rev is like, well, usually people say something to get people's attention. She's like, that doesn't work. Which is, I think, a lot to do with the fact that we mentioned, because she's since, since she's a middle child, nobody actually really listens to what she has to say, ever. Well, yeah, and she's terrible, and she probably doesn't have good ideas, so. <laughs> yeah, and like. She's like, I don't think she has a, and then she's, I just have written down here that, like, Lucy's a bitch, because well, yeah. when the Rev is like, you can't wear those clothes to school, she outs, well, we learned this new information, like, we weren't supposed to know this before, but she's like, well, Mary's gonna get a tattoo. Yeah, and trying then, to get the heat off of her. Yeah, and then we've learned that Mary wants to get a tattoo because her basketball team is, Getting a small wildcat all, like, tattooed on their ankle and just a bad idea Can because she's 14. You, yes, that she's 14. She wants the mascot of, of her, her high, high school. school team tattooed on her body forever. Now, like, we both have tattoos, so multiple tattoos, actually. So we obviously have nothing against tattoos. Yeah, no, this isn't, like, a condemnation of, get, of tattoos. It's just, like... I just have written down, though, that sports tattoos are always stupid. Um... Which uh, we've isolated more people now, just constantly isolating so many people, so many members of our audience. Well, like especially like a, a high school mascot, though. At least like with like a professional sports team, you know, you might still care about it. Like ten, I don't even think I'd care about like if I got like a high school mascot tattoo that I'd care about it like a day after graduation. <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, I have this now. Well, um, for those of us who who peaked in high school, maybe it was you know maybe it would be good. Um, Perhaps, yeah, but I mean, reminder. remember, this is wi- the Wildcat, so maybe it has more sentiment. I mean, 
It's the High School Musical Wildcats. Yeah. Uh, well, like, I would get a High School Musical tattoo. <laughs> um, so, look, you can take my other comment for what it's worth. Because well, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I had another, like, comment about this scene, which was, like, when they were talking about great speeches... Like, the Rev, like... He's like, oh, well, Martin Luther King, King is I have a dream. And, and, and JFK's... Like, ask not what... what yeah, he whatever he... Well, he well, I forget what he called it, but he was talking about that. The, the ask, ask not speech Yeah, the ask not speech. It. And, yeah. And the Rev, like, kind of feels that he has a lot of... Ex- like, he's on the same oh, like yeah, level as them. Because he's a reverend. And he's like, oh, I'll just... I'll show you my speech from seminary that I gave. Yeah, like, and he's like, I do public speaking every... Oh, yeah, all the time. So... Um, and continuing on this, like... The scene went on for a right, bit. Yeah, because, um... The next well, Lucy's got to find something else to wear. Yeah, she so she, like, comes up with a couple of outfits, and the first one, she's like, does this, like... When you see this outfit, does it scream, like, honest, dependable, hardworking? And then Mary says, um, oh, it did when I wore it. <laughs> Which, you know, nice burn, Mary. Yes, like that. sick burn. Um, and I think the last thing in that scene... Is what she ends up wearing, right? It's the kind of, like, plaid, the... Oh, no, wait. No, we... Oh, wait, because she... Never mind. We'll get back to that. I just remembered what happened, yeah. No, well, she... Like, they're lying in bed, and she's praying. Oh, yeah, and Mary, like, I guess this is not usually... I guess Lucy doesn't pray every night, and um, she basically... Like, Mary asks her about it, and Lucy, like, admits that she's praying for people to vote for her. We also learn that... So Mary wears, like, a lot of plaid... And then in this scene, she was, like, wearing, like, plaid to, to bed as well, which, I mean, it could have just been, like, her, her pajama print, but it's just... Yeah, this episode isn't going to have a singular instance of, like, 90s fashion or the 90s fashion report. It's just going to be, I think, throughout the episode, we'll mention um, a couple of different fashion things that we noticed. Yeah. Like, Lucy's pajamas have clouds on them. <laughs> I did not notice that. I noticed that. So then the... Uh, next morning. The next morning... Lucy's trying to, like, she's got a robe on, and she's like, oh, I didn't want to spill my breakfast on my dress. And then Annie's like, okay, take the robe off. And then she makes her change. Yeah, because it's the same dress that she was, like, told not to wear oh, the night okay. before. Um, and she, like, runs off. Um, she storms away because she's the worst. Oh, and well, speaking of 90s fashion, um, I noticed, like, the backpacks, um... Mary's backpack has a license plate on it. It does. Um, it like is, screams very grunge. Yes, I think that's what we're supposed to get from both Mary and Matt because they both wear like a, a ton of plaid. Um, but this is also when we're introduced to um, who mm, is arguably our new favorite character, character. Um, Mittens. Mittens. Um, who, her name is Mrs. Hinkle. Hinkle. Yeah, Mrs. Hinkle. So yeah, um, Annie or. The Rev tells Annie, or Annie tells the Rev, I can't remember, that the churchgoers want uh, Mrs. Hinkle. Oh, he's like, I have to fire Mrs. Hinkle, who we learn is the church organist. And then Annie says, oh, you mean mittens. And they say that she got this nickname because when she plays the organ, it sounds like she's wearing mittens. Uh, so... Before we get, before we actually meet Mittens, though, um, we have a scene where Matt's kind of frozen. Like, Matt's always the one that's driving the kids to school and then picking them up from school. And it's his, he's about to drive the kids to school, and... Mary and Lucy go out to the car, and he's just sitting in the front seat, and he can't, like, put the key in the ignition. He's just kind of sitting there frozen, and they go run and grab the... Rev. Rev, because, like, I don't know, Matt can't go on with... Like, he, he's, he's very... F- um, obviously, like, showing, like, 
the signs uh, of distress. Si- yeah. Um, whereas, like, this is kind of the theme. Like, Annie is everyone keeps asking her how she is, and she acts like nothing happened. And you know, oh, at least we're alive. Like, this happens all the time. At least we're you know. So so Matt is actually like uh, manifesting signs. Yeah. Of actually, like have, like having dealt with like you know trauma. And um, and the Rev tells him to stay home from school and that he will drive Lucy and Mary to school because Simon now has the chicken pox. He oh, which is what up, we he, also learned that morning. Yeah, yeah, he wakes up with the chicken pox. So I had a couple of things, a couple of notes about this specific scene. Um, nothing really to say about... Well, like, the seatbelt clicks. Well, other than the seatbelt clicks. Nothing really to say about like the conversation between Matt, the Matt and Rev. Honestly, like, you know, it's pretty run-of-the-mill, like... You did what you could do, like, you're alive. Oh, it's yeah, all that he wishes he could have done more to protect, like, he's But like, the things that I did notice was, how do the Camdens have this much time in the morning? Like, if you think about your regular, like, day, you probably have, what, like, a half hour to 45 minutes to, like, eat <laughs> breakfast and, like, go? But they have, like, so much time in the morning to have so many, like, crises and, like, conversations. And this is such a TV thing, though. This happens on a lot of shows where the, an, entire, an entire scene is able to, like, a, a, a two or three minute scene is able to take place before school and so much is happening and, like, it's it, it, they pretend, like, people's real lives aren't like, hurry up, we have to go, we're gonna be late. Like, get in, get in the car. The other thing I noticed, well, like, I, which I don't know if it was if it's like in any other episodes, but I'll probably pay attention from now on. Is Matt sideburns? Um, oh, this was weird. I don't know if this was like a, a Barry Watson choice or a, like. I think it was definitely a Barry Watson <laughs> choice. But so like his sideburns kind of like are shaved in a way that they like start to. They form like an L and start to go in onto his cheek. Yeah, like he could probably connect them with a mustache, like if he just grew, grew them out. So. We should probably tweet Barry Watson and let him know we, we have, like, ideas for his facial hair. Or just ask him what he was doing at that time. <laughs> um, right. Okay. And back to the class president storyline. <laughs> we have... So Lucy's walking to school and, like, a piece of paper is on the ground in front of her and she decides to pick it up. And she flips it over and it says, Jimmy Moon for class president. Saboteur, is what you said. Yes, saboteur. Exactly. (laughs) And I was like, oh. So then she marches right up to Jimmy Moon with the poster and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, oh, she was like, you're running against me. He was like, I'm running for class president. Um, He says, like, his platform. No, 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 he doesn't even have a platform. Lucy is like, oh, what are you going to do about. Oh, no, he's, yeah, yeah he does, no, he's like... He's like, my platform is crime and safety, which is really timely for the 90s. Yeah, he's like... Um, and then Lucy was like, what do you know about that? It's like, personally, touched my family. And then, I guess this is the first time she tells Jimmy Moon, and he's like, well, it's touched me, too. And she, and she, she asks like, how, and he was like, through you. And then she goes, well, it's not going to touch you any longer. <laughs> <laughs> and... And they're, they have this, like, back and forth of fine, fine. But, like, it goes on for way longer than it should. There's, like, three extra turns of time, fine that, like, don't need to be there. Um, and then, it, like, and then she storms off. And I, I guess, I don't, I guess that wasn't meant to imply that they broke up because of what happens later on, but. But remember, like, we are told that they're not even dating. But oh, yeah, like, in the last episode, episode we were told that they weren't dating, but now, like, I don't know. Uh, so. They've just had a fight. Um, then we finally get to meet Mittens. Well, not yet. We. Ah. I'm sorry. Um, we have... Uh, so Patricia returns. Patricia Hamilton, which is the other reverend's wife. Yes. Um, she, there's a... You know, another... It's another call... Another scene about how 
Um, and he's not really showing any signs of distress, yeah, grief, or, or, or like, whatever happens or like, after, or any type of reaction or to what's happened to her. We have a weird line by. Wait, but before we get to that line. Um, we learn, so Patricia's, like, having a cup of tea, and then she's done, and, and Annie's walking her to the door. Uh, and she kind of tells Annie, no, Annie tells Patricia she knows that the Rev had called Patricia to go over there and just, like, spend some time with her because he didn't want her to be alone, and, and he just wanted, to, you know, someone to be with Annie so that maybe if she wanted to talk about anything, another adult would be there. because uh, So when, then when they're leaving and... Um, Patricia's like, oh, I have to get going because I left the like, younger ones. The the big the big kids are gonna go crazy if like with the little kids. So just implying that like the older kids are watching the little kids. But um, there's a couple things wrong with that. First, why first are you? It was weird. Yeah, why are, are you kids. referring to your children as the big kids and the little kids? And second, um, this is obviously a school day because this is happening the same time as. It's in the same day as the as like Lucy. Well, the only people home at the Camden house are Matt, uh, Ruthie, and Simon because Ruthie and Simon Mary and Lucy pops. are still at school, and and Simon is sick, and and you know the Rev told Matt not to go to school. So um, and so we know that the kids on in the Hamilton household are around the same age as the kids in the Camden so household. So all of them except for Lynn would be at school. So, so yeah, none, it doesn't really make any sense. Major plot hole. Um, <laughs> I have a couple of other notes in between here, but I think we should just move on to mittens. mittens. Um, I think <laughs> our social media will definitely have okay. some sort of pictures of mittens because she has like the best <laughs> facial <laughs> expressions. Um, and like, okay, so mittens is a little old lady, right? And she's playing the organ or the yeah. The, the choir is like practicing and and uh... and like okay. I guess this is me being. Um, try, like thinking about stereotypes of little old women, but I had like kind of like I thought she was going to sound a certain way, like a week, like a oh hi oh yeah, yeah playing like, the organ at the church, right? Like a weak <laughs> old lady voice, right? But um, she like messes up or something, or she like is playing the wrong song while she's doing for the choir, and everybody turns around and is like like stop singing, and she like realizes she's messed up, <laughs> and she goes. Now you tell me, once you see a picture of Mittens, if you are expecting her voice to be that deep, because because neither me or Cookie or, I mean, sorry, neither me or Aaron were expecting that whatsoever, and we had to pause and laugh our asses off. Yes. Oops. Oops. Just, hold on. <laughs> just one more time. Just indulge me. Um, so, yeah, that was... And then we decided that, that she was the best character uh, in the entire... Oh, oh, oh. Well, she's the best character for... <laughs> Oops. She's the best character for other reasons, but yes. Yeah, oh, well, she, yeah. So, all right. So, the Rev goes and tries to fire her or something, whatever. He, yeah, he tells her... After this Sunday, it's her last one, and she she says that this would be her swan song. And, and Sunday's going to be the last one. Um, yeah. But, like, before she leaves the scene altogether, she, like, asks after Annie to make sure that she's okay, because everybody in the town has heard about Annie and Matt being robbed at gunpoint. And 
and she oh. she has some great a great line. Yeah. Where she's well, Annie like, goes. Um, or mittens. Uh, oh, oh, mittens. Uh, Not so, Annie. <laughs> We're talking oh, about mittens here. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, "You have the line written or something." Yeah, she's like decided to her and her bridge club have decided to start walking around with pepper spray, and she has this like line about, "Yeah, I carry pepper spray around with me everywhere now. I'm like, I'm a quick draw. I have a really big bottle of it or something." And she said that she's already taken down like uh, the postman and the person who like fills up her gas twice. Yes. Oh, no, not fills up her gas. Her, the man who came to check the gas at her house. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then Mittens leaves for, uh, for, for the time being, and Jimmy Moon shows up at church. Oh, Jimmy Moon. And we find out that he is there uh, because he wants the Rev to break up with Lucy for him, and, and the Rev is like, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, he's like, well, then she won't be mad at you. She'll just be mad at me. And he goes... In um, an unintentional but admittedly fortunate byproduct. Yeah. It's like, what 10-year-old... He's 12. 12, sorry. What 12-year-old yeah. speaks like this? Also, Jimmy Moon, I don't know if you guys are watching along with us, but he has the most monotone voice. Yes, he's very lame, and when I wrote Whitest White Boy, I meant it in all aspects. He has, like, no personality. He's just existing. And But he does have some great lines, because he goes, I thought God worked in mysterious ways. And um, the Rev's like, yeah, God does. And so he goes, well, don't you, don't you know any of them? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so you, all right. So <laughs> I don't know any, oh, you, was, about, you have an anecdote about this. Okay, so <laughs> the first time that, Erin actually texted me about this when she was watching it the first time through, like earlier in the summer. And she's like, what kind of? person asks like they're like they're this isn't the fr- he's not the first or the only person to do this though right, on right. the show like to ask the parents to break up on their behalf and i was like well actually <laughs> fun story one of like my first boyfriends in high school his parents he had his parents break up with me but they wanted to as well well yeah they okay like it's a very long story we're obviously like i get into it but like he like was kind of forced by them as well. So um, they called me and broke up with me for him because, and I quote, I was emasculating him, Um, which also is blatantly the false. I wasn't. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Um, So... I have so I have history with this. So and apparently it, that it, has actually happened. It resonates with me. It happened in real life. It happened in real life, yes. Um... We'll get back to what happens with Jimmy Moon and Lucy. Yes. When that happens later in the episode. But what we do have is this weird interlude, <gasps> a bathroom scene. All right. So Simon is in the tub, like, soaking his chicken pox or something. Cornstarch. And corn, he's soaking himself in, like, cornstarch and water or something. And he calls, the bathroom door is closed, and he calls out, and Mary is there, because, like, a school is now over. And um, he's like, oh, is mom around? And she's like, no. Um, and then he's like, what about Matt? So then she, Mary goes and gets Matt for Simon. Um, and Matt comes into the bathroom. and Simon's like, am I done? And Matt's like, yeah. When you look like a corn dog, you're done. Which <laughs> I also didn't make sense. Because he didn't look anything like a corn dog. Yeah, so then Matt grabs a towel and he holds it up and he's like, come on. And... He like wraps, but well, presume like I'm sure David Gallagher was wearing like Close. swim trunks yeah, cool. or something in the scene, 
But so you just have the like Matt holding the towel and Simon standing up, and then Matt like wraps him and like picks him and up, picks him up like and carries baby. him out like in in the towel. And it was weird, and it served no purpose. It no, was there was no a, purpose to that scene other than to make us uncomfortable. Um, so oh yeah, we were very uncomfortable. But what we finally get, and this is what I mean about like the weird ninety degree turns in this in this episode, like it just goes from like. A to, like, G, with, like, nothing in between, because... Because Annie wasn't around, and then they show uh, and then Mary, back. and then Mary is at the grocery store, but she was just at home, like, a second ago, uh, getting Matt to well, No, that was Lucy. Oh, okay, never mind, it was Lucy, all right, I had said it was Mary, uh, but I... Oh, I was, I'm sorry, it okay. was Lucy, guys. So, so it was Lucy who did that, and then Mary and Annie are at the grocery store, and they are going to the car, and... They have two carts, so, like, Mary's a little, a few paces behind Annie, and Annie's already at the car loading stuff in, and a man runs out after them, and he's holding something, and he grabs, he doesn't grab Mary, he's just, like, getting, trying to get her attention, and he's like, oh, he had, like, her, well, we sunglasses. don't, we, sunglasses, we don't learn what it is, because Annie freaks out, and runs up to the guy, like and she's like, him, like, get, get your hands off of her, and, like, um, and he's like, you just forgot your sunglasses, and I was bringing them out, um, so we we start to see her become unhinged. Right. Um, like but the thing is, it goes this is what I didn't like really like about this is there was no real build up to this. She was fine, she was fine, she was fine. I guess we do get like that weird random scene where she like sits huddled by the door hugging Oh yeah, happy. she says she's going to go get a snack to the rev and before she goes downstairs, she grabs the dog out of Simon's room and like is double checking the locks in the house and then she kind of just like collapses with the dog and is holding the dog but other than that this is the first time that like anything happens because she's been trying to like keep her feelings masked and the next scene is her finally breaking down in front of the rev and And she has a great line yeah he's like i guess when you say fine what you actually mean is that you're terrified and anguished um well, yeah. So she's like, she's worried that she's like, well, if if a gust of wind had like hit the robber, Matt would be dead. Yeah, like she presumes he he was like, like a, a very really... jumpy robber, yeah. or like the the gun. Just would the the gust of wind would shoot the gun. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, I don't know how guns work. So then, in that same scene, though, the rev is like, oh, I have to go talk to Lucy because Jimmy wants me to break up with her for him, and Annie is like, no, you can't do that. He needs to, like, be a man about it and just do it. Um, but the Rev still seems reluctant, and you kind of get the idea when we find out. Um, well, Jimmy Moon shows up while Annie is gardening. Yes, and he apparently knows a lot about flowers because she's planting some sort of tool up, and then he stops and he sits down and he's helping her. And uh, they have... They have a, a brief conversation about how he should be doing this himself and that the Rev shouldn't be doing it for him. And well, I don't think they necessarily know that the Rev is doing it, like... Cause, because then the Rev and Lucy walk into the backyard and you definitely get the idea that the Rev already did it because Lucy's, like, upset and she doesn't want to... She's upset to see that Jimmy is there. And then Annie is uh, angry with the Rev because the first thing Lucy says is that she doesn't want to talk to Jimmy, and then Annie is like points at the Rev, and she's like, "You inside," because she's like angry that and he went. And you talk. Yeah. And so, so Lucy and Jimmy have to talk. So the next, what we have is Lucy and Jimmy both like potting the or planting these tulips <laughs> in a pot, and yeah. um, 
tulips in a pot. <laughs> I just have this quote. Um, so then, I don't know. They like talked through. They they talked through whatever issues they were having. Which okay, they didn't really even talk through the issues that they were having. But like he's like whatever. No, he goes whatever harmful things your father said to yeah. like get you to like be angry or whatever, I'm your man, or I'm still your man. I have a quote written down, too, where Lucy was like, the minute things get rough, you have my dad break up with me. (laughs) Um, But, like, basically, they both decide that their relationship is way more important than running for class president. So they both say that they're withdrawing from the race, which is stupid because Jimmy withdrew first, so Lucy should have just gone for it and become class president. I mean, I really don't think she would. she's likable enough to become class president, let's be honest. Someone was definitely running against her. Um, oh, and then oh there's this god. weird way. Oh god, there's this <laughs> scene. It's just if, if only we still had a vine. Yeah, we would have definitely put this up on the vine. Um, so they both reach for like a bulb, like a tulip bulb, and like their arms are kind of crossed over each other, and then they're like looking. This is after they've reconciled, and they're they're looking in each other's eyes, and then Lucy like closes her eyes, and for a very long period of time, she's kind of just like puckered up, like, waiting for Jimmy to kiss her. And Jimmy just looks at her. He's just, like, looking at her with her eyes closed, and then when it finally breaks, um, he gives her a handshake. And But, like, she looks at her hand after the handshake, like, it's like something magical has just happened. She's not gonna wash it anymore. Which she might not. Um, what we have next is... Uh, church. That no, we a... don't have church. We have... Uh, uh, we're, they're at the police station. Oh, I forgot about the lineup. Yeah, the lineup. They screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, so, um, for some reason, I really don't, this, this wasn't really explained at all, but, um, at some point in the episode, Annie gets a call saying to come down to the police station the next day to, uh, look at the lineup to see if they have their suspect. But Annie doesn't, like, doesn't tell anybody about it, and they don't go. So then, and the, the officer rings again, this time Matt picks up. Tells Matt, why weren't you there, blah, blah, blah. And he tells the rev, he asks Annie, he's like, why didn't you tell, like, tell me? And then they all go down there. The rev, Annie, and Matt all go down. But they're not able to identify the man. Yes. Um, And then they're coming home, and we finally get the resolution to this tattoo storyline with Mary. Oh, yeah. So we see her, she's playing basketball. And she's got the tattoo, like, she didn't. If she was actually going to get a tattoo, she was terrible at, like, picking a discreet location or covering it up because she's playing basketball, and as soon as, like, Matt walks in and she's got, like, a tattoo right above her ankle and or on her ankle, and, and Matt's like, oh, you went ahead and did it anyway. And then the Rev and Annie come in, and they just start, like, it was kind of like rapid fire, like, yelling at her. Yeah, like, what, do you just not listen to us anymore? And and she's like, wait, 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 like, look. And then Some she, sort of decal, yeah. Yeah, she just takes it off, and she's like, I, you know, I thought it would be a good compromise. And then they're all relieved because, oh, their daughter's so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it jogs Annie's memory. Tattoo, because as we said in the beginning of this podcast, the, ta- the snake tattoo would, like, play a role. Yeah, so she remembers that. And they go back to the police station, and she's able to positively ID um, the man that robbed her and her son at gunpoint because of the tattoo but like there are problems with this because matt and her should not be doing the identifying in the same at the same time first of all because that clearly like fudges the yeah like 
I don't know. I forget why. There's, like, <laughs> actual law. I mean, we're, yeah, I we're, mean, we're law students. We totally should know this. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's... Yeah. The, I, I know that they should be separate because they might influence each other or something. Like, something like that. The other one might just agree because if they don't remember... And then the other, the other, like, person who was a victim of the crime would be like, that's definitely the person you... And you don't remember. You're going to be like, oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, they remember... And now it's finally Sunday, and we're back at church, and we get MVP Mittens, and we learn that Mittens has played the Rev, that she's been trying to leave the church, leave the church, and like leave her job as organ slash piano player for a while. But like, you can't just quit the church; you'd go to hell for that, yes. which is what she says. This is not my personal opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, was she going to stay being the church organist until she died, just because she felt guilt, like? felt guilty about quitting i'm pretty sure you I don't know don't how to, church laws work i'm pretty sure that like priests get to retire at a certain point like you don't have to i don't know i don't know about but church. but she basically played the rev and because the rev fired her and now she's free yeah so she just wants to take a vacation but her last sunday she's like actually really good at playing the organ and she doesn't have mittens on, on her hands and she knows that everybody calls her mittens. Yeah, she drops that that knowledge bomb. She's like, oh, so. But the but the real, like. So the basically in the last like two minutes of this episode, is when all of the greatest things happened. Yes. So Simon doesn't really have a storyline in this other than having um, chicken pox. Yeah, having chicken pox, and so he's for some reason talking to this group of elderly men, like very old men. One of them actually looks like a corpse. Corp. Yes, he did not look like he was living. And they're talking about like, oh, I had heartburn, but I thought it was a heart attack, and I was itchy, but it was shingles. And they're walking away, and they're not in shot anymore because it's like, should- yeah. Simon says something about his mom. He's like, oh. The cornstarch stopped the itching for the chicken pox. My mom so it'll probably knows help about you with it. Your, yeah, with it'll the help shingles. you with the shingles. And like, so they're out of shot now, but you can still hear one of the men saying, and I quote, <laughs> I bet you dollars to donuts. She knows more about prostates than that kid doctor I go to. And they're talking about Annie. And they're like, they want Annie to inspect their prostates. And we, <laughs> had, we had to pause because both of us... Again. <laughs> we were screeching because it was just... It was crazy. Um, I, I had no words. After that, I was just like, prostates. Prostates. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wrote down uh, Simon and the old churchman and then prostates and old men. Um, um, <laughs> well, uh, and then, okay, so we do have a bit of a, like, a fashion break here because, um, all right, so that, like, uh, the church outfits. Because um, they're actually back at church now. Yeah, they're, they, we haven't been to church in like two episodes. Um, so, again, like, all right, the boys are in suits, and Mary is in a suit again as well, but this time, Lucy is, like, super dressed down, and she's wearing, like, corduroy overalls, so... Oh, yeah. It wasn't, it didn't really fit with what, like, what the rest of the family was wearing, um, and also corduroy overalls, what a, like... Also, I wrote somewhere else that someone had a corduroy jacket, but I I don't know who it was, because I didn't, I just wrote down corduroy jacket... (laughs) Um, and, uh, at the end of the episode, Simon saves the day, um, because as we said earlier, Annie's wedding ring was stolen, um, and there's, like, this, like, motif or something, I guess, of, like, this red lightning ring throughout the episode, and 
the Rev gives Annie the red lightning ring as like a placeholder until they yes. can afford a new wedding ring. Which I'm going to actually watch out for in the next episode to see if the wedding ring gets re- replaced. Ooh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I, I think it, it obviously gets replaced, but I thought for some reason when we... I thought that I had remembered from the first time I watched this episode that they're able to track down the guy who robbed them because, like, they found the ring at, like, a pawn shop or something... But so you made up an entire fan fiction for this episode. <laughs> Go on our Tumblr. I'll write the... You'll write the fan fiction. I'll write the fan fiction. There will also be a side part where the prostate thing is resolved. I don't want to know how that's resolved. <laughs> Annie's prostate no, exam. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. True life, I'm a prostate examiner. <laughs> that's probably the next episode that's going to come on in true life. Actually, actually, I know what the next episode of True Life is. It's like True Life. Um, I, I, I like, like, I need danger sex, or I like danger sex. What? I forget what it's. Okay, so this is like side note, totally unrelated. Sorry, True Life this season. <laughs> if anyone is still watching it, um, I started DVRing it because True Life. I'm a witch came on, and I was like, well, I need to see this. But True Life this season has aired. True Life, I'm a feedie or a feedie. That's it. Um, so True like Life, you like a food kink. Yeah, but it's like a feeding kink. No, but, you like to be like right. But some of them are just into like getting as like obese as they can. So like th- that's also part of their. Uh, all right, and then there was also um, True Life. I'm an adult baby, so like <laughs> another like weird like, like diaper, fetish yeah, that fetish like these thing. people were like yeah so. I forget what the and other. And we're not kink shaming, okay? No, that's but, not what we're doing. But what was the other? Oh, there was another one too. But the next one is uh, I need dangerous sex. So it was like showed like the preview was like these people on like a balcony, and I don't know what else plays into it. I'll have to I'll watch it. What like know. knife play or like choking or something? Yeah, I don't know um, um, exactly how serious, but it was like they kind of were like alluding to the fact that they were like. Will these people be able to have sex without killing their partners? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're watching this for me because I usually get the Snapchats or the texts about what's happening. I couldn't watch the rest of that feedy one, though. It was so disgusting. Oh, one of them was I'm a financial dominatrix. Oh, that uh, was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the feedy one I couldn't finish. This I had trouble finishing adult baby, too. This is essentially why we're friends. Or, well, <laughs> not friends, business partners. <laughs> yes. So I watch all the weird shit on TV. And, and I get the Snapchats. I, I The fruits of your labor. <laughs> it's hard work, but someone has to do it. It's an unintentional, but <laughs> admittedly beneficial byproduct. Okay, back to Seventh Heaven. Um, well, yeah, that's really it for this episode. That's it. Yeah, that was it. Um, if I had to... Again, I feel like I want to adjust my ratings because I've been giving mostly like below fours. I think this one I'm going to rate like a two out of seven. I really didn't there was nothing like it. Uh, like, it wasn't... They could have done so much more, really. They could have done episode. more with, with different plots, too. I think the fact that they only focused on this one, like the way that the robbery tied into every single family member's life was too much... They they stretched it too, too thin, like that, that whole storyline, so... Yeah, and like... The Jimmy Moon storyline kind of felt like it was just dropped in for no reason. Just to remind us that Jimmy Moon, Moon like exists. exists. As if we could forget that Jimmy Moon exists. <sighs> um, well, and yeah, that's kind of left. Well, oh no, they're back together. I was going to say. It's yeah, they're result, back together. But, um, because it's like everything gets like reverted back to like there's a reset button. 
everything gets reverted back to normal. There's no real, like, change from the beginning of the episode to the end. Yeah, like, really. they, you know, the, the good guys win, and the, the, the guy who robbed them is in jail, and... It's like, it's like And, the, like, Annie, oh, it ends like Annie and Matt are, like, gonna go to some victim support group together, um, so, like, Annie is now dealing with everything. So, yeah, there's no real... Nothing ha- like... I don't think this is gonna affect the future. Nothing of any consequence fu- yeah, happened. I don't think this is gonna affect the future in any way. Um... But yeah, I think you know what I am. I'm probably gonna give it a two as well. I didn't. I'm gonna give it a two and a half for the prostate and mittens. Oh, mittens. That's right. Oh, mittens. Oh, this makes it so hard to. Wait, read. is mittens? Mittens is definitely not coming back, is she? Uh, no, she just quit. She just quit her job at the church. She's got to the. We're easiest adding out. mittens as a level eight on <laughs> the seven yeah. seven scale. Just FYI. Yeah. Um, Which I'm pretty sure we'll never reach. No, so nothing. I mean, I'm I'm like kind of. I don't think we'll ever reach a seven, but we'll see. Oh, I, th- I think there's one episode where I'm reserving my seven for. Okay, uh, don't uh, tell me. Um, yeah, well, that was the ninth episode of Seventh Heaven and the ninth episode of our podcast. Yeah, so remember to subscribe and rate and Review. follow us on Twitter at Camden Cast Show and like us on Facebook and. Read our Tumblr. Tum- <laughs> our Tammy. <laughs> read our Tumblr. Frostbite fan fiction. And our um, the ring, the getting the ring back fan fiction. Oh yeah, that's a more serious one. Okay, so I'm Erin and I'm Tanvi, and this was Camden Cast. We'll see you on Wednesday. When I see their happy faces. Yeah.